You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, guys. It's Drew Gasparini here. From now, we're talking with Drew Gasparini, and I am hungover today. I'm just being honest. Just letting you know that you can now support this podcast by becoming a patron of our show on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash nwtpodcast, and for as little as $5 a month, you can help keep this podcast alive. $5 a month is all it takes. That's a fucking cup of coffee. What I wouldn't do for a cup of coffee right now. Did I mention I am hungover? Podcasting is a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work as well. From booking our star-studded guest list to research, writing, hosting, recording, editing, and beyond. This particular podcast is a one-man operation through and through. Guess who that one man is? It's me! And yes, we're playing fast and loose with the word man today. Go to patreon.com slash nwtpodcast to see how you can support us today. A special super-duper hungover shout-out to our patrons Katie, Elizabeth, Becca, Thomas, Sheena, and Chris, thank you guys for supporting this show and supporting my drinking habit. <sighs> and now what you're waiting for, the mother show. Hi there, it's everyone's favorite choking hazard, Drew Gasparini here with a very special episode of Now We're Talking, the podcast that goes out of its way to compliment you, you beautiful bunch of buttheads. Last week's episode, my guest was a student and mentee of mine, and this week we're talking to my mentor. This week's guest is a renowned vocal coach, a business owner, a consultant, a performer, and he's also a Broadway producer. Plain and simple, I wouldn't be here at NYC doing the things I'm doing in my life or career if it weren't for this magnificent man. He's my teacher, my mentor, and above all else, he's my friend. Turn it up and listen in to a candid conversation with a side of music from his Upper West Side apartment. Ladies and gentlemen, now we're talking with Louis Sacco. What brought you to New York? My friend Pepper. Who is it? We need to just... <laughs> is Pepper a dog? No, girl. <laughs> Uh, when I when I when 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 my partner and I broke up, yes, um, she knew that Christmas was a really um, important time, and and Fred always made Christmas really nice. And she right. called me and said, "I know you're depressed because Christmas is coming and you're alone. So give me your credit card, and you're going to meet me underneath the Longines sign in Paris at the train station, and we're going to spend Christmas in Paris." Oh my God! And we did. 
Wow. It was amazing. Wow. It was really amazing. So cut to three or four years later, I'm at Warner Brothers. I'm doing lots of community theater. I'm teaching at the college. Yes. I, and and I got, it got to the point where I was so well known in the town that the person that ran the Performing Arts Center, I mean, it was huge, yeah. said, you can have anything you want. What do you want? And I said, all right, I want a black box space, and I want it for two weekends, and I want to star, produce, and direct yeah. a show. I wow. want to try doing all of it. Don't ever do that. I've tried. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I agree. Anybody listening to this right now, Ooh. if you're trying to wear all those hats, oh, no. all you're doing, Lin-Manuel has people helping him, for yes. the love of God. Yes. Doing all of that is a huge headache, and also it's, it's inevitably going to make the project you're working on not... Uh, live up to what your grand idea exactly. is because you're doing it all by yourself. That's right. You do need hands helping. It was Sleuth, right? So Pepper comes to see the opening night of Sleuth. Okay. And she grabs me and hugs me and she says, Honey, I love you, but if I have to see one more of these Fakakta shows, I'm going to kill myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're too talented for this place. Go to New York. And that's all it took. That's all it took. Wow. You and I are very similar in that way. Why? Because the reason I moved to New York was uh, a note written by... Um, the New York Musical Theater Festival. Oh, yeah. After I had submitted Crazy Just Like Me, which we will talk about, um, I wrote, uh, they wrote a handwritten note back to me after I submitted back in 2007, I believe, or 2006, and they said, your show sucks, <laughs> <laughs> but the songs are pretty good. You should move to New York. And I heard you should move to New York as a, re- like, if it's coming from the New York Theater Festival, oh my God, like, they I, know. they must know they what they're talking know. about. Yeah. So I, like, no time at all after that, I moved to New York without really knowing much about it. I'm from the West Coast through and through. Yeah. You've had some East Coast experience. Yes. So when you got back in, what year was it when you got out here? 2005. 2005. Yes. And you got out here, it's not exactly boarded up. Times Square. It's not oh, slum no. it was theater. Gorgeous. I loved it. Yeah, it was all Disney fine. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Lovely, clean streets. And I was told in six months you'll know it'll kick you in the face or it'll embrace you. Yeah. And in six months I had an equity show that that started and ran for two years. And now you did not have there's a lot of actors and artists who listen to this podcast. Okay. And I'm sure a lot of them are working toward getting their equity card. And I just want you to say a couple things for me. Sure. How old were you when you moved out here in 2006? 46. Or 2005. 46 years old. Yes. And in the six months that you, you lived out here, yes. you, did you have your equity card? No. You did not. No. And you got it yes. in a production. Correct. Right. You didn't kill yourself for points or do no. all the EMC. I had some EMC points because I did some stuff in California. Sure. But not enough to make a difference, really. And this was an off-Broadway show, and it was a show called Room Service. Correct. Right? Yes. And it was at the Soho Playhouse. Yes. Which is a theater I love. It actually started off at a smaller theater on Bank Street. Oh, okay. The, the, the company that, it, that was doing it had their own little space. Yeah. And then we moved to uh, Equity Theater. Yes. And they said we were going to contract. I didn't know what any of that meant. Right. And everyone in the cast, they were all... I mean, there's one guy that has been doing Lion King now for a decade since. Yeah. He was in the cast. That's a nice paycheck. I know. Yeah. Every, everyone in the cast had experience. And I was like, going to contract. What does that mean? 
I mean, you're getting your equity yeah, card, like, young man. Your yeah, card, buddy. Wow. So you got your equity card doing this show, and then you stayed with it for how long did that show run? A year and a half. A year and a fucking half yeah. off Broadway. Yeah. Like you know how rare that is. I know. Can you think of anything that's done that since? Uh, there's lots of stuff at like uh, the puppet thing that's been running for quite a what, while. What Avenue Q? Yeah. Oh, but that was on Broadway, and then it right. went back. Right. And it had not being on Broadway. No, no. Yeah. No. This is like an off Broadway show to happen. run that long. Yeah. That's happen. not like an event like Fuerza Bruta or something like right. that. Right. This is a play. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I've seen the scenes that you were so in. You're funny. hysterical. You were kick ass. Um, after that moment, it yeah. was shortly after that. Not too long. Nope. Maybe a year or two after that is when you and I met. Correct. So you had just gotten your equity card. Yes. I am seeing you as the example of look at how New York can embrace somebody. Absolutely. Because when I met you, I think I was ready to get the fuck out of here. You were. Yeah. We had a conversation. I remember yes. the conversation. Yes. And it was really hard being out here because, you know, again, any artist or actor or musician or writer who's trying to move to New York... It is a very hard life, yeah. but it's a very great life. I've come Stakes to learn that. Stakes are high. Stakes are high. They yeah. are. Stakes yeah. are high, and the competition is totally there. And yeah. no matter how great you are, none of that matters no. because it's not up to you what good is. Right. It's up to everybody else, exactly. right? Yes. And you told me in 2009 when we met, and I was like right at this cusp in my life at that moment. It was only my first year or so that I had lived in New York. Yeah. And I said... I don't know if I can handle this. And you were like, just wait. Just wait. Yeah. Like, you're not even giving... Like, I see the potential. Yes. You don't see it because you're you. Right. I see what this is going to grow up into. Well, I remember when Jane said to me... <laughs> yes, Jane. You need to <laughs> The listen. elusive Jane. Yeah, you need to listen to this kid's music. And I can't tell you how many girls that had boyfriends that were composers... I listened to my boyfriend's music, and it was usually garbage. To make it very clear, by the way, Lewis is a vocal coach. Yeah. Uh, a tremendous one, by the way. Uh, still does it to this day, to yeah. great success. And uh, a girl I was briefly seeing at the time, yes. we're going to call her Jane, <laughs> was studying with you. Yes. And she brought my music to your attention, yes. and it... Uh, Struck a chord with you, I suppose. Well, I, the first thing she showed me was a little bit gay from from, from crazy, just from like crazy me. Just, yes, and I and you know what I, I absolutely loved about it. Um, most new composers don't tell stories. You know what I mean? They just have these interesting melodies. And sure, that's nice. Sure, it's song to song as opposed to like yeah. a story within the song. But yours did a beginning, a middle, and had a punchline. Mm. That very last thing, call me when you get this message. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. All accidental, by the way. I mean, you make it sound like this genius, this thing I've mapped out, and it was really all accidental, because I'm just writing from whatever I know. Oh, my God, I thought it was brilliant. And as a matter of fact, anyone I showed always said the same thing. That punchline's so good. I'm, like, I'm yeah. really happy to hear that. To this day, that song still yeah. matters to people, and yeah. I can't believe it because of how old the song is. But because of, of the moments we had uh, early on in our our friendship and our relationship, you are the sole reason I was inspired to stick it out here. And I think the thing that was hardest was not just the competition, because I kind of knew that going in. Right. It was the winters, because yeah. I'm a Cali boy, right. and it was the uh, 
the MTA was. I was going to say transportation. Transportation is, is a big California, fuck up. You get in if your you guys car. think if you're not in New York yet and you're planning on moving to New York and you think subways run smoothly, nine yeah, times no. out of ten you are going to be late to wherever you're trying to get. And it just stops for no reason. It just stops for no reason. And then but, they do this. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You're, you're, they're going to tell you. They're going to explain to you why you're stopped, and all you hear is. <laughs> And then you're looking around to see if anybody caught that, and everyone's lost. It's true. Everyone's lost. It's true. Um, but, you know, I, I've thanked you before in the past, and I'm going to continue to thank you for helping me stick it out, because here I am writing Karate Kid, and, and, so cool. and there's been other little milestones in my career. And every time, Lewis, one of these little milestones uh, gets a little checkbox on my resume or in my brain of, yay, I did this, now I can yeah. do this. I get a text from you, an unprovoked text from you saying, I saw it from the day I met you, <laughs> or, or something like that. That yeah. was, you, you've had this encouragement toward my art and my, I guess, my, whatever my potential was. Yes. You saw it before I think anybody in this city did. And the significance is that it, there's there's no bounds around the significance of that. It affects me every day to this day. That's Forgive great. me if I get emotional while oh, we start great. talking. <laughs> Speaking of emotional, if you haven't heard, uh, if you haven't gone to a show with Louis Sacco, you must because he will just start crying at the most you know, like silent moments. <laughs> Of the entire show. It's true. Um, I want to talk a little bit about something. Okay. Uh, that we talked right when I got here. I mentioned something. Back when we just met and our friendship became, went from meeting you through a girl I was seeing yes. to, hey, I'm not even seeing that girl, but you and I can still be pals. Yeah. And we we were on like a weekly hangout kind of thing. a couple thing. times a week. Is that right? I really loved it. I did it's, too. It's, you taught me music I never new you yeah. taught me harmony we started singing together yeah. it all like all these dreams of new york that i didn't realize i was having were what we were doing yeah like new york to me sounds like the music you and i sing yes. i've got that world on a string sitting on a rainbow got the string around my finger what a world what a life i'm in love yeah, I got a song that I sing. I can make the rainbow anytime I move my finger. Lucky me. Can't you see I'm in love? Life is a beautiful thing. As long as I hold the string, I'd be a silly soul. I'd be a silly soul. If I should ever let it go. If I should ever, ever let it go I've got the world on a string Sitting on a rainbow Got the string around my finger What a world, what a life I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in life is a beautiful thing is a beautiful thing As long as I hold that string I'd be a silly a silly, so so and so, if I should ever, I'll never, never let it go. I've got the world on a 
the street Sitting on a rainbow Got the string around my finger I'm walking around with my head in a cloud And I'm feeling so good I don't want to come down And I'm shouting it out I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love I want to talk about two things First I remember coming into the house, uh, your old apartment down on 43rd Street, and uh, I used, I used, it was kind of a phrase, it was like a colloquial, colloquialistic kind of young people thing to say, fuck my life. <laughs> right. Like, if the, if anything went wrong, you know right. what I mean? Like, yes. if like, oh, what do you mean that TV show I love got canceled? Well, yeah. fuck my life. Yeah. Ooh. And I remember saying that, and you said, don't ever say that. Yeah. And I was just trying to be, you know, cute or funny or whatever. And right. you were like, oh, you're very serious. Just don't ever say that. Like, I, I really mean this. When you say that, you're putting it out there that your life is going to be looked at differently or get fucked in a certain way. Yes. And that's not what you want. And you are 100% right because time and time again, the example of seeing somebody's energy, negative energy, and even in a joking way, the yeah. minute it's put out there, the energy that comes back to them affects them in a negative way. It does. And I have always thought of that. And I really think, again, I give you so much credit for this, any good thing that's happened in my life in New York or my career or whatever is not just from the perseverance and persistence. It, a lot of it is just from trying to stay positive when you have everything going against you. Kind of, yeah. You know? Yeah. Can you talk about why that's important or where you even picked that up because it's very not New York. No, you know what I mean? No. It's not. It's not. No. New York is a curmudgeon pissed off kind of it's place. It's a fuck my life kind of yeah, place. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. yeah. So where did you pick that up and why is that such a strong belief? And Because your life is, is amazing in several directions. You're a successful person who's been in the arts and also in the corporate world, and now you've kind of landed in a place where you've married the two together yeah. in a beautiful way. Really and we're going to talk about that in a second. Really fun. Uh, wh where did you pick that up, or was it nuance and you just like figured it out, or, or no. just explain that to me? It was my mom. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Honest to God. She was the most positive person ever, and the thing that I remember most was... I was going when I would ever I would go for auditions. She would and it would piss me off because it was kind of an annoyance that she was doing this. But she yeah. said, "Come here, come here, come here. Give me your hands. Give me your hands. Close your eyes. Close your eyes." And I'm like, "What, Ma? I gotta go." Uh -huh. Close your eyes. <laughs> See everyone at the table leaping out of their chairs, saying, "You're the right person. You're exactly what we want for this part." Wow. She said, "Have you see that?" I'm like, "Ah." Uh. She said, "No. Do you see it? Yeah, Ma. I see it. All right, go." <laughs> no, no, great. Now you're, you're ready. Now Go. you're ready. That's such a mom thing to do. Isn't it? That, but, you know, when you think of like a mom's support for their child, yeah. there's like an aspect of delusion that comes along with yes. that. Because it's their baby. It's yeah. their child. I'm of course like, you love me because you have to. Yeah, of course <laughs> you think I'm handsome. I'm your fucking son, right. mom. You exactly. don't see the thing growing on the side of my face exactly. or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. But you've carried that with you and it's worked. It works. Do you think your mom had a... Um, a gift as a human beyond just being an amazing mother and supportive? Did, no. she, did she have something with this? She had just the opposite, and she overcame it. She had a father that was brutal and used to hit her for no reason. Oh, my God. So, And it's really interesting because the pathology of being beaten, usually the person that's 
is beaten beats their kids. Right. You're right. Unless you find a way to to shrug it off, and she did. She was kind of amazing. Wow. Um, I got treated very differently because I was born ten years after the rest of the family. You were very much the baby. I was the baby. And a family of ten thousand kids. Yeah. Yeah. It was a litter. I mean, how many kids yeah. were in the six? Six kids. You yeah. were the sixth of six kids. Correct. That is an Italian East Coast yeah. family. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, she was kind of amazing, and she was doing all the organic food that we all eat right now. Right. She was Wait. doing that before it was hip. Oh, my God. I got tortured every time I went to school. Wow. What's that? It's an artichoke. Uh, <laughs> you give your kid an artichoke? <laughs> I love that it was an artichoke. Did she send you to school with, like, just a Stuffed fucking artichoke? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did. Car- she's doing all the cooking. Carob bars. Yeah, no chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I got tortured. You know my girlfriend right now. She uh, there's no chocolate in the house oh, okay. unless it's cacao. Oh okay. You know what that the is? Dark chocolate. Yeah. Like really dark chocolate. Yeah, no, it, and, like, it curls your nose hair. It's, yes, yeah. no, it's dark chocolate. It's bitter. It makes your esophagus <laughs> tighten up like a king toes, and uh, like it's like a treat almost. She's yeah. like, I made you a smoothie with cacao nibs. A nib of cacao? How delicious does this sound? Uh, (laughs) Anyway, I love that your mom was this kind of person after such a horrendous kind of life growing up. And it gave you this positivity that you kind of carry with you. And you've been able to... I don't know how to even put this. I, I feel like every person... At least in my eyes, and maybe I'm biased because of our relationship, but mm-hmm. it is few and far between that you meet somebody who has an impact on everybody they meet. And I've introduced you to some people. I, I've had some students myself that I would, I would offer Lots up of and say, yeah. hey, I got a great guy who is a much better vocal coach than I am. Yeah. Go to him. Yeah. And they do. And then the immediate report back to me is... Wow, Lewis just changed my life in like 20 minutes. Oh. Like, really? I mean, and you do have this effect. And do you give your mom the entire credit? Or is there a practice in your life that you've given yourself outside of your mother's upbringing? You know, what's interesting is I, I give the credit to, to mentors that I've had along the way. The way that I was at a, in a training department at California Federal with a gentleman named Guy Greco. Guy Greco. And he was amazing. Yeah. And I was new and I didn't understand corporate life. And I came with an Italian family that would say, you know, nice... Rack, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. He would pull me in his office and go, well, Yeah, don't do that. that. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So where your mom was with the organic food, she's ahead of her time. Oh, yeah. And where this, back in the 80s, and this guy was saying, by the way, don't comment on a woman's breasts. Exactly. He was ahead of his, yeah. of his time. Yeah. But he taught me a lot about understanding human nature and understanding how to teach people and understanding... The, the dynamics of, right. of training. Um, and I also, um, I don't think I got it from him, but I have a mantra that I, I use almost every day, and that is, I reach my greatest heights. Take a minute. He's going to cry, folks. <laughs> He's about to cry. By helping others reach theirs. You reach your greatest heights by helping others reach theirs. Yes. And if that's the mantra you live by, yes. that makes you an exceptional teacher. Spring is here, there's no mistaking, Robin's building nests from coast to coast. My heart tries to sing, so they won't hear it break.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Uh, Lewis, I want to talk about a couple other things. Sure. Um, one is the importance of ritual. Yes. And I don't think everybody... I think when people hear ritual, there's a part of them they that goes... religion, huh? Well, they either think... Yes, they either go, go the religious route or they go, um, you're in a rut. Or, oh. like, you're in repetition. Oh, okay. And I understand that. I do understand when, like, a pattern is not healthy. Yes. But a ritual is different. And I feel, I feel like our ritual has always been, I come here, wherever you're living, could yes. be here, could be your apartment on 43rd Street, yeah. we're now on the Upper West Side, yeah. um, you make me a drink, yep. we sit and we talk about our lives, we catch up, I immediately take two or three amazing little nuggets in my brain to like walk, go home with and yeah. like learn about myself and <laughs> you know relate to others, um, and then we sing. Yes. And we sing through this songbook of songs we've you've taught me to love, basically, with these harmonies that we make it's, up in the room. And it's now it's so become wonderful. it's become something that I think is bigger than us because now we've showed it to people. Yeah. And uh, we've we've sold out some shows at like Don't Tell Mama yeah. and all these New York cabaret places Cape and Cod. also up in Cape Cod. And yeah. We've played all these little shows because. I think what we do is really great and, and, and fun and tremendous and it's enjoyable. Yes. Uh, but there is something really sacred about the experience of doing it. And, you know, we went from seeing each other twice a week, once a week, and, you know, lives are what lives are. And now we're, you know, with before COVID, it was like once a month we would see yeah. each other. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Yeah. Drink, gab it out. Yeah. Wanna sing. sing. One, of, one of us usually says, want to sing? Want to sing? It's always you. <laughs> and I say, yes, I do. Uh, and then we sing. And then sometimes we might roll a little joint, smoke yeah. a little weed, and have, have more, more conversation and a lovely dinner yeah. always made by you. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll go home and, and enjoy and just be happier for the next five days because it recharges me. It in, recharges me too. In such a big way. Yeah. Uh, why is ritual? so important and do you think ritual is a key factor in friendships because I gotta say of all my close friends and who I do feel close with mm -hmm. the ritual's not there I feel like we're all in an evolutionary kind of phase perpetually where we're all individually changing enough yeah. that our rituals change right we have stayed in this ritual for 12 years yes. What is the importance of that? And do you think it enhances a relationship or is it really kind of custom made to the person or what's your entire experience with ritual? I think it has a lot to do with being from a large Italian family. <laughs> we both we both are. Yeah. I'm the second of four, you're the sixth of six. Right. And, um, and yeah. food is always involved. Food is always involved. And it's a way to keep I remember my mother used to say, um, we everyone always came to the house for dinner on Friday. Yeah, and and it was a thing where she would get angry if you couldn't come. That and it's like no 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 you don't understand this is very important. Yeah, that we catch up with each other, that we see each other, that we touch each other, because it it keeps the center of our lives intact. Yeah yeah, and that's kind of how I feel about us right. The center of our relationship of our friendship stays intact because we make sure that we ritualize it. I feel that way too. Yeah. And like honestly, like if if I turn out to be a trillionaire one day, yeah. I could see myself changing because money can change people. Sure. I could see myself changing only in the context of certain friendships, but I would still come here mm -hmm. and we'd still talk the same. Yeah. 
and money wouldn't even be part of the conversation. No. And we would just sing and we would just, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't ever see this changing because what it does to me is it brings me a little closer to the ground. Yes, me too. It makes me realize that, you know, being an artist is important, of course, but like, it's not the most important thing because my health and my happiness and your health and like our healths and happinesses. And I think it's about mental health as well. Big time. Because... You know, I live with someone that is constantly in turmoil a lot of the time because mm-hmm. he runs a big theater. But we there's ne- we never, I don't think we've ever been in conflict. Never. It's always... Not I mean, that I can ever think we're, of. We're just fun. I mean, yeah. it's, even when I brought you in to do corporate stuff, at first I thought, oh, I wonder if he's going to say fuck in the middle of this, you know? <laughs> and I probably did. <laughs> But I'm so likable that yeah, people just exactly. seem to cling on. Exactly. Um, so you're you're this um, oasis, I guess. You're this this thing in my life that there's no pressure, there's no obligation. Yeah. It's just we are together because we care about each other, and that's I love what that families are like. You're right, and and I again we started with the word familial. Yes. Like it, it really is there with us, yes. and I love the idea of an oasis because. Truly, every day feels like I'm trudging through the desert until I just get this little water hole and I can pal around with you the way that we do. And, you know, throughout this podcast, I'm I'm putting little bits and pieces of songs that you and I sing because I want people to hear what it is we do. And it is, it's natural in the sense that there's hardly any effort in this. I know. You know, when it comes to you and I singing, it just feels like, oh, did our hearts just like leap out of our chest and then connect right between us? It feels that way. There's a weird emotional adhesive when it comes to music and the two of us. How Uh, many times have I said, oh my God, if we could bottle this feeling and sell it, we would make a friggin' fortune. We'd be trillionaires. Trillionaires. Yeah, we would. I I agree. And I agree. Uh, If nothing else, I really want this podcast to inspire people to look at their friends Look at what their friendships look like and yeah. make sure you find one. If you don't have it yet, it doesn't mean get rid of your friends. No, no, but no. It, what it means is seek out the person who, A, believes in you. Yes. Because uh, we do that mutually. Yes. And respects you no matter what the choices are. Yeah. And worries about you like you're a family member. Yeah. And we've clearly done that. You know, yes, you've definitely. you've definitely seen me at low lows, and yeah. and and we've been there for each other for the last twelve years, yeah. and and the mentorship is truly, truly, truly uh, real. I wanted to ask one last question. Sure. So I want to talk about how we met. Okay. And really paint the picture. And we've told this story on stage a yeah. hundred times. Yes. And I love this story because. I guess because it's funny. There's no other reason. It it's just funny. kind of a charming, cute, funny story. Yes. But here's the long and short of it. And jump in whenever you want to jump okay. in. I was seeing this girl, and we're going to name her Jane for the context of this podcast. Yes. And um, she was one of my students. She was one of your vocal students at the time. And she introduced me to you. Yes. And you liked my songs. I remember you sitting on the stoop of, of my building yes. with her. That's right. We that were waiting. My... We were waiting to get buzzed in, and yes. you were coming back from the gym. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, and then you let us in, and we came yeah. up, and I and we she introduced me to you, and it was really great. We hit it off right away. Yes. She and I were never serious. 
I'm, I'm going to preface this. It makes it sound like I'm trying to like defend myself in some way. We really were never that serious. And I remember the breakup being so dramatic. Yeah. Because I didn't think there would be a breakup. Right. Because that's right. how unserious how, it was. Yeah. How can I break up with somebody? <laughs> like, all I, I have to know. do is not call you for two days, and I think that we'd be done. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she that's said such a guy she said something like, along the lines of, I get it now. Yes. You have a relationship <laughs> with Lewis. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. She said, you're gay you're, for Lewis. Yes, she said, you're gay for Lewis. <laughs> is what she said. That is true, what she said. I was trying to color it differently. But that is, those are the words she used. Um, <coughs> cut to months later. Yes, parents. Uh, and it's my first big, like, the most career-changing concert I've ever done. is yes. When you directed, actually. Yes. Was at the Lori Beachman. I remember. And I was, my parents flew into town to see this. And this, this concert changed my whole career. Jeremy Jordan was in it. Titus Burgess was All in it. All kinds of great Hugh, people. Michael Kilgore. Yeah. Before they were anybody, too. I know. Before, they were just, like, kind of nobodies at the time. They were just trying to do, yeah. And... This was the concert they all sang, and it really helped my career, and I'm sure it didn't do anything for their careers, but they ended up having great careers. They were very sweet, though. They were oh, amazing nice. people, amazing yeah. people. But so anyway, my parents flew out to see this concert, and I, you and I have developed this great friendship, yes. so I was so excited for my parents to meet you, yes. this new friend slash mentor of mine, and they could hear us sing, and like, yeah. oh my God, they're going to love it. So yeah. we'd been hanging at your house, so we went shopping yes. at a grocery store, to get like hummus and like, you yeah, know, chips and dips and kind of stuff, yeah. you know, when you're hosting people around. Sure. Because my parents were coming to your house. Yes. It yes. is kind of like, I want you to meet the guy I'm seeing. <laughs> that is what it felt like. But uh, it was just a, a great new friend and I was very excited for them to meet you. And um, Jane and I had split up since then. And we got some groceries, and then we walked into a liquor store to get some vodka, because speaking of ritual, part of our ritual is to always make a drink, and it's usually a vodka tonic, is what we used to make. Yes, when we we were were younger. Yes, when we were younger, (laughs) and we could handle those. uh, We went to uh, the liquor store, and there was a girl giving... Yeah, we had our bags of groceries (laughs) in our hands, and there was a a girl there giving shots, like to sample uh, new liquor that the store was selling. And it was Jane. <laughs> and we both walked in and we were just like, hi. hi. <laughs> and, and she looked at us like, I knew it. <laughs> I love that story. I do too. Um, Good old Jane. To wrap it all up, here's sure. what I'll say about Louis Sacco. Oh. 2009 we meet. He sees all this promise in me. He helps me restructure and rewrite a musical that kind of brought me to New York, this musical I wrote called Crazy Just Like Me, it inevitably went to, after getting rejected, it inevitably went to the New York Musical Theater Festival in 2011. It won awards. It won all the awards. Andy Mientis won an award. We got runner-up for Best Book and Best Score, and we won Best of Fest. And I was the psychologist. And you played the psychologist, Dr. Hedman, Dr. Albert Hedman, (laughs) in the the production. And that was another jumping-off point that opened doors for me. And uh, any door that is open for me at this point, I attribute to any support and belief that you've given me and you've been nothing but a mensch <laughs> and a terrific mentor you are my Miyagi mm. uh, and I love you very much I love you too and I hope people enjoyed listening to something very different for this podcast and I really hope people enjoyed listening to the music because that is where uh, my heart really sits when it comes to you and I 
Definitely. Louis Sacco, thanks for being a guest on Now We're Talking. Thanks, Drew. You're welcome. You know I call you Louis 2.0, right? (laughs) (laughs) Drew (laughs) is. Thanks so much for listening. Now We're Talking is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network, and you can find out more about me and this podcast at bpn.fm slash nowwe'retalking. Hey, we're also on Instagram at nwtpodcast, or on Twitter you can find us at nwt underscore pod. A big special thanks to my friend and mentor, Louis Sacco, for coming on and chatting with me. I hope you guys really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you enjoyed the music as well. I want to say this to the young listeners out there. Never try to navigate this world by yourself. Find the support. Find yourself a mentor like I did with Louis Sacco, and life will be made a lot easier. Tune in next week, guys! Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.